0: Hi everyone, this is Len and you're listening to The Middle Manager Show. Today, we will talk about managing and developing your team, whether they are rock stars, superstars, or individual contributors. This episode focuses on the importance of taking the time to develop and cultivate your team and their career growth. Of course, with the support of your HR department. In this episode, we will be with an expert and professional coach and HR practitioner, Mr. Teddy. Ruiz Jr. So, just to give you a brief background, Teddy is an ICF professional coach with hands-on leadership experience in the field of human resource management, labor relations, organizational development, and change management. He has experience handling people and culture from local and multinational companies across different industries. Teddy has also lived a life of learning, earning his Master's Degree in Development Studies specializing in Employment and Labor from Erasmus University, Rotterdam, the Netherlands and completed leadership development programs at the NCI Business School Singapore and, and at the International Institute of Management Development in Switzerland. But I personally know Teddy and I can't forget him because he taught me the importance of exit interviews back when I was leaving Alaska. So, hi Teddy, how are you?
1: Hi, Len. Thank you for having me. I'm good. and good. Thank you.
0: I just want to give the listeners a little background of why I said, you know, um, I think it was with you when I learned the importance of exit interviews. When I was about to leave Alaska, you you set a meeting with me and, you know, asked me questions about um, what I liked about the company or what else you feel, things that um, that could be improved on. That was like. Career changing or life changing, I think you could say that, because I think after that I've been more, um, I've been more intentional. Like even when I have team members who are leaving the group or leaving the team, um, I make it mm-hmm. a point to to sit down and talk to them and ask the hard question of what I could have done better or what could mm-hmm. the the company have done better, um, that would have made him or her stay and i think that does a lot because it also helped me especially now in where i am in my career it it really helped mm-hmm. me in terms of knowing where i could improve i mean it's a little bit late because it's an exit interview but at the same time mm-hmm. it allows me you know to do to make some changes um at least for those who are, who are still in the team so yeah it, you know that's just a quick uh, a quick background and i don't mm-hmm. know if you even remember that i know it was in starbucks
1: Thank you uh, Lynn and I really appreciate you sharing
0: that uh, that
1: story and how it it was I know it has uh, impacted you so uh, I really appreciate it and really um, happy seeing how you your career has blossomed in in, in uh, Asia uh, Philippines so yeah congratulations
0: Thank you thank you so much So okay we'll dive to the first question. Uh, mm-hmm. let's start the conversation by putting into context the role of middle management in a company. and mm-hmm. the podcast the podcast is really all about that. As a professional okay. coach and HR practitioner, what is the role of middle management in the company structure? Like would you say how how important is it in you know in in different types of companies or businesses?
1: Okay, thanks, thanks, Lynn, for asking that uh, question. So, based on my personal experience and observation and dealing with uh, middle management as well, um, it's a very important role in an organization. I would consider them as linking pins. So from strategy development execution to to driving and managing change and initiative, culture building, and to employee engagement. So they are the critical linking pins of top management with, Uh, with the rest of the organizations. Um, So bottom line, um, top management get things done and deliver commitments through people. Mm -hmm. And the role of middle management is really, really critical to really get it done. So that's how I see the pivotal role of a middle management. They are the linking pins uh, to really deliver commitments and deliver value the organization through leading and managing people
0: over the years, um, the, them as connectors, as as you said in your in in, in your words, um, they are linking pins. Have you seen any changes or trends in the roles of managers in companies? If yes, what are these changes and implications to so the organizational de- design, company processes, and culture? Mm. So the reason why I ask this question is, but because of course you know. Given the the how fast the technology is changing and how it's affecting how we work and how company uh, how organizations function, have you seen any changes in terms of you know how how managers play a role, um in in businesses?
1: Okay, uh, interesting question, Len. So I think, uh, what I've observed, um, um, a key change as far as the role of line managers, I think, uh. They start to embrace that first and foremost they are people managers, and by, by that it's not just about driving business results, no, uh, driving uh, KPIs, but it's also, and I think even more important is their role in building highly engaged team, develop and identify future leaders in the organization, and the implication of that uh, from an organizational capability building standpoint is really put in place targeted people management skills. And I and I I'm not talking about uh, interpersonal skills, problem solving skills. I'm talking about people management skills such as empathy, such as self-awareness, such as coaching and mentoring, which previously is not like a stable state as far as um, building uh, line managers. You know? So so because of that appreciation that line managers are first and foremost people managers, I think there's more just a need to emphasize more on new people uh, management skills that were not really available um, previously.
0: Yes you know that is actually true because I remember at least when I, when I was you know um, growing up in my, my career, I think it was more focused on getting the job done. Like what are, what mm-hmm. are the business acumen or business skills that yeah. I need to to be able to perform well in my job, right? But Ooh. it was only towards the later part of the, my career, at least past few years, where I realized the importance of also teaching, as you mentioned, self-awareness or even emotional intelligence. Like those mm-hmm. are concepts that were not as popular mm-hmm. Well, before, I'm not saying I'm that old, but, you know, like, those are the things that I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't hearing a lot during the start Uh-oh. of my, my career. So definitely maybe, agree yeah. with you. Yeah,
1: Maybe, well, maybe it's not, it was not yet in demand uh, yes. compared to now. Because it has, the, the role has really evolved as far as line managers are concerned.
0: Agree, agree. So as you mentioned though, there's already some skills that you you kind of already mentioned. So let's zoom in into the roles. And admittedly, managers need the support of um the human resource department to be able to properly grow and manage their team. How can HR departments support managers in building their teams? And maybe as you mentioned, right, like mm-hmm. how can they better train their their team members um, in the co- in the in the context of learning self-awareness learning emotional mm-hmm. intelligence and all the other skills that we just mentioned
1: okay okay thanks thanks for asking that Len. so maybe just to put it in proper perspective you no, know, and using a, an employee experience lens more than eighty percent of employee touch points you know, and by employee touch point these are what you call moments that matter uh, mm-hmm. in the entire employee life cycle, more than 80% of employee touch points are made by middle managers. And with that mindset, as far as HR is concerned, and to answer your question, how can HR support uh, line managers? Is really closely collaborate with line managers and to identify what are these moments that matter? No, I think, I think gone are the days that HR is a know it all. No, this is okay for mm-hmm. you. This is good for you. We came up with this program, this is good for you. I think it's critical now that we HR really collaborate, engage and collaborate, work closely with middle management, and through their input, understand what are the moments that matters that that employees would really value. Um and and having that that input and collaboration with, with the middle managers is co-create. You've heard this before, uh, Led, co-create fit-for-purpose programs. No, it's not, it's not come up with, we call it canned programs or off-the-shelf programs. It's really fit-for-purpose. And, and the collaboration, the input from, from middle managers, line managers is, is really critical. Um, aside from that, again, HR um, can provide uh, tools, guidance, coaching, uh, and and leadership capability programs for for line managers on, so that they can be, how can they be even more effective?
0: Yes, definitely. And I think it actually triggered a follow-up question for me. So I've been mm. seeing, you know, this trend they're calling the great resignation. Mm. Um, yeah. Maybe the I don't know like maybe there is a connection between uh when you mentioned that you know line managers are there to to identify those moments that 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 matter and actually leveraging on those moments to make sure that the team is still engaged and that they feel you know what they're doing is important and they feel very supported not only by. Their, their, by, by their managers but also of the company as a whole just in terms of achieving a certain vision. My, my question mm-hmm. is more on, you know, what do you think about the, the, the great resignation and how do you, mm-hmm. you know, how do we, especially like, for example, me, I work in a corporate an environment, right? Yeah. Like how do I mitigate or how do I address that trend?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting and very timely, you know, in great yes, resignation. Yes. And, and there, was a, there was an article uh, uh, The title was um, the great, uh, great Resignation or Great Opportunity uh, mm-hmm. uh, from, a, from an employee retention standpoint. Um, a res- there, there was a research that's highlighted what's driving this so-called Great Resignation. And the top three is first, um, it has to do with growth opportunities, uh, people wanting to uh, see and and find that there's opportunity for growth in the in, in the organization. Um, uh, the other one uh, has to do with purpose. You know find meaning and purpose on 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 the work that the person is doing. Oh, what am I doing? How do I contribute? What's what's the meaning and purpose of my role in the organization, uh, and even outside the organization. And last but certainly not the least, and what's uh, interesting, it has to do with work-life balance. So That that three main uh, topics came out as a key driver as Mm -hmm. far as the great resignation is concerned. And hence, there's there's the uh, great opportunity to zero in on how, again, there's a pivotal role as far as the line manager is concerned. How do you drive... Um, career growth, How, and, and that's based on experience, is having real and meaningful career conversation, regular career conversation. How do you um, drive meaning and purpose? And again, the line manager being the linking pin is making employees see the, the broader purpose behind the day-to-day work of an employee. How does this link to the overall objective of the organization, and also the organization looking at it from a perspective of sustainability uh, as well? And last, but certainly not the least, and that's and the the role of the line manager is very critical. How do you ensure that um, there is work life balance, and and it's it's. HR can provide some suggested programs, but at the end of the day, it's really the line managers understanding the challenges, the pain points, and where are the opportunities wherein the line manager and the team can find work-life balance um, in their day-to-day work. Um, And I think what's critical, just to add, um, lang, what's critical is by work-life balance, it's, I think, managers would need to appreciate that it's not about having less work. Um, I think that's a wrong concept when it comes to work-life balance. I think it's more of how, in what way, and you mentioned about uh, technology, Mm -hmm. in what way, by leveraging technology, can you be more productive? Um, And what way can you identify what are the tasks that really add value and what are the things that activities that really add value and maybe eliminate those activities that doesn't really add value. And, and again, with the help of technology, be more productive, be more organized, and hence drive a more uh, balanced work life.
0: Yeah, I think it's also very connected to, you know, how do you make your team work smarter? But mm, at the same yeah. time, having the tools, making sure that they do have the tools. Um, and I think as a, as a middle manager myself, one of the things that that I've always pushed forward is making sure that my team has the resources and the tools that they need for them mm. to be able to do their job, right? Because at the end of the day, if you don't have those tools, again, you go back to you're gonna work late because right. you have to do right. some things manually, etc. So definitely, right. uh I definitely agree with you on that. You kind of answered my 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 next question that's connected to that. Like how important is it that managers take the time to to lay out the career development plan for their team members, aside from the mid year and year end performance reviews, mm-hmm. and what will be the best practice? So going beyond the tools and the resources. Um, another key component of, of our role as managers is the career development plan of the team, right? So mm. what, what do you Mm-mm. think about this?
1: Okay. Um, again, going back to what I
0: mentioned earlier,
1: uh, middle managers are people managers, and hence yung, having real and meaningful career conversation is critical, and especially... Uh, with the kind of uh, demographics, people demographics that we have right now, we're in, uh, if I recall it correctly, 60 or 70 or maybe 80% in some organization. No? Wow. Uh, a higher percentage of the entire people demographics are millennials. And, and really, millennials, aside, aside from finding meaning and purpose, it's really looking at uh, opportunities for career advancement. And, and hence, it's even more it's a critical process that line managers uh, should own uh, mm-hmm. and deliver. Now, based on my personal experience, there should be regular check ins. And by regular check ins, I mean at the minimum quarterly um, development conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's maybe at the start, it's really laying down what are the um, understanding and, and that's critical really understanding what are the career aspirations what are what are the motivations of an employee um, and what makes him him or her stick uh, and mm-hmm. what he, he or she is passionate of um, and and the succeeding conversation is more of check ins how is the person progressing vis-a-vis a development plan is there a need to adjust um or or change development plans based on um any changes in the organizational strategy um so what i'm saying is it shouldn't be like previous practice that career development conversation happens uh at the same time you 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 conduct your performance review yes. what i'm saying this check-ins minimum quarterly check-ins is is scheduled separate to your performance review so that there's more focus and attention on really understanding uh, your people, their pain points, their challenges, their strengths, uh, and there's their areas for um, improvement. And I think that's a better um, setup or arrangement than your mid-year and year-end because it's like it's, 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 it's too late. You, mm-hmm. you don't have that opportunity to make that pivot if there's a need um, compared to having quarterly uh, check-ins. And by quarterly check-ins, I'm not saying all of those meetings should be one hour. It depends. It depends on the agenda. But what's important is you dedicate uh, a time to really have one-on-one development conversation with uh, all of your team members.
0: Okay. And, um, you know, one of the, actually to your point, so one of the books that I've read, Radical Candor by Kim Scott, and then another mm. one, The Making of a Manager by Julie Z. So I read these books because I was trying to research, like, um, how to move, uh, if there are a lot of resources in the market that's available for middle managers, because a lot mm. are really talking about leadership and more on the top management and CEO perspective. Um but it's a little bit different, right when you're already a, when you're on ground and you're a middle manager, it's a different perspective from from top management so and that's one of the the, the inspirations why I wanted to start the podcast and mm-hmm. actually read these books. so they mentioned about uh, how to develop and and create and manage your own team and they created these um, concepts of how you could look into how you could look Mm. at your team there will be superstars those who are in a steep growth career trajectory usually they are the agents of change and always looking Mm. for the next challenge they usually get Mm -mm. bored easily right and then you have your rock stars who are in a gradual growth career trajectory so they get things done and perform well in their um in their position and they offer stability in the team. And then lastly, the individual contributors who of course prefer to hold their expertise versus directly managing people or climbing up the yeah. corporate ladder. So given that, you know, mm-hmm. you have these three more or less the trendy, the trendy type of, or the trendy way of mm-hmm. identifying your team. How can each are help? managers identify these types of employees and help build a meaningful career path for them because you know they do have different needs and as you mentioned um mm-hmm. you need to be more at, at some point you need to personalize how you're training mm-hmm. and coaching your members so how do we go about this
1: okay okay right. well
0: while, while, while listening uh on
1: your on your question uh len that reminded me and and i'm sure if you recall no uh, when we do talent review we have this tool and, and until now it's is, it is a very anyway, um, useful tool we call it nine box no mm-hmm. and there might be different terminologies but uh, how uh, how you describe the superstars, um, the, the rap stars, the individual com- contributors it reminded me on uh, how we should identify out of your entire organization who are your consistent star, rising star, your solid performer, your specialist, or in your uh, backbone. Okay. And I think you've al- also alluded it. At the end of the day, they would have different um, experiences, different needs, and hence, from a development standpoint, it should be differentiated development. Um, and how does this relate to building a sustainable uh, organization and by sustainable you have um, you have uh, succession planning in place you have people, capable people ready to deliver the organization you know people who can uh, be stretched and 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 you know people who uh, would prefer to uh, be masters of their trade and hence you can also uh, tap them to be mentors of uh, um, future talents. So, again, with fit-for-purpose programs, initiatives, like, for example, they would know if a stretch assignment would be perfect for this the superstar or a um, coaching is, is perfect, it's very timely for this rock star.
0: I think that's something that I even that even me personally something that I would like to look into me having more or a stronger collaboration with HR in terms of creating these programs, right? Because what usually happens, as you mentioned, is um, HR would create their own program and then link up with the 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 line manager, and then it turns out again, it's one it's not one size fits all, so it becomes a challenge in terms yeah. of. How engaged the team will be in in being onboarded that program because again at the end of the day it wasn't tailor fit to 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 the needs of of the of the team right so yeah, yeah I think true. that's really, I just, that, that's yeah. really something that that I also personally would like to look into um yeah, true, no, true. and even on a top management level right um to your point, I think one of the challenges that from me from a middle manager's perspective is how how much um freedom or independence and at the same time how much mm. how much movement can the HR department do in terms of personalization or giving incentives to employees or 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 even personalizing career paths within that organization because at the end of the day it's still going to be bounded by certain limitations in terms of I don't know maybe organizational design or even Mm -hmm. budget right at the end of the day so um and that's what do you think about it like what are the usual challenges that HR and even middle managers would probably come across when it comes to to giving this because at the end of the day the idea is good you know personalizing career paths identifying um moments that matter to to the employees but we can't give um everything all at the same time or there needs mm-hmm. to be some sort, sort of balance so how do mm-hmm. we address those challenges
1: okay okay uh, interesting question uh, len so let me try to answer it um, but it 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 i'm i'm i would look at it in 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 two ways now, first from an organizational standpoint I think the organization, any organization would need to be more aware that the demographics are changing um, and and the profile of the people that uh, the organization is hiring is changing, which means there is a need to relook at the policies Mm -hmm. that is in place. It might no longer be relevant uh, it, might be no, it might be not that flexible. Um, and by flexibility, I, what I mean here is not about uh, definitely integrity, compliance is important, but in terms of how do you engage, organize, structure, organization, um, and even building career paths. No? Mm-hmm. Um, because again, going back, there, there are new rules that's coming out. Which was not existing in the in the last five years, more setting up principles rather than policy controls. Mm-hmm. So ways of working based on principles. So as long as you're within that principle, then you can an employee can can can, can do, can perform, the, the, the flexibility is there. Second, mm-hmm. I think one of the challenges also uh, in relation to how they can support their their people. There's a lot of discussion about psychological safety. Huh? Um, yes. And I think while there's a lot of discussion, it hasn't, I would I can I can confidently say it hasn't really trickled down in the organization. There's a lot of discussion at top management, but I think it is not the it is not yet cascaded down across the organization on how important psychological safety is. Because that's where you build trust, and if people see that, there's more openness and openness for people to really share their thoughts, share their aspirations, and 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 and, and not be bound by this is what is available in the organizational chart.
0: Yes, and you know the the um the trust can also be built through those quarterly or even monthly yeah. feedback sessions True. right from um, with your with with your team members um, and that has been really also helpful uh, from my end based on my experience uh, so coming from that you know in your years of experience what do you think still needs to improve in terms of the support for a strong middle management from a from a coaching standpoint
1: uh, and, and it's all about building a coaching culture in the organization and the only way you can build that coaching culture is for your m- middle managers to experience being coached as well so there, there's a saying no? you cannot give something that you don't have it yes. so they need to be coached and experience the beauty and, the beauty and the value behind coaching, which is transformational. Uh, nowadays is all, all about employee health and, and wellness and employee resilience. There's a lot of uh, talk about it, discussions, uh, and because of the pandemic, it has become a key agenda across the organization. I feel middle managers uh has a strong role to play to drive employee um, health and wellness uh, and employee resilience. Yes, it's a top-down initiative in most organizations, but I think the role of line managers in terms of providing feedback, whether programs are effective, are really effective in addressing employee health and wellness, um, providing again, feedback to top management on the level of resiliency. So I think they have a role to play, both providing uh, unfiltered feedback to top management.
0: Um, you know, I are down to my last question and you've already mentioned some, but what will be your advice to middle managers to help them handle and develop their team?
1: One advice I would give for middle managers is really embrace diversity. And, and, and the beauty and value that it brings to the team. At the end of the day, uh, middle managers, uh, I think they, they, they realize that they don't have the monopoly of knowledge and, and they need the team to really come up with solutions to drive business results. No? So really embrace diversity, um, spend time to know their people well, uh, understand their pain point, the challenges, the strength or their, their, their um, opportunities uh, to contribute. and And last but certainly not the least is that willingness to be vulnerable. being being and the willingness to be vulnerable is a critical step in building trust uh, with their, members.
0: Thank you so much, Teddy, for those Mm. wise words. I, I, you know, it all goes back to what you said at the start of the at the start of our discussion. Line managers are people managers. So you know the 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 whole time that we were discussing it was all about how do we manage people in a sense that we understand where they're coming from and we understand their pain points, what makes them tick. Because at the end of the day that's what also encourages when they feel they're understood they, they are more motivated and they are more engaged not just in what they do but also with the people that they work with, right? So, yeah. thank you so much for, for your time and um, thank you to all the listeners that we have today. Join us in our next mm-hmm. episode. Tune in next Monday at 6 p.m. Manila time. Till next time, this is Len and you're listening to The Middle Manager Show.